Hello and welcome to another edition of Rigore, the Italian football podcast that likes to take a look lower down the leagues and particularly of late Serie B and the playoffs. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, I'm Marco Rinaldi. And I'm Giancarlo Rinaldi. And uh, we'll kick off as ever with uh, a quick overview, a very quick overview as it happens, of the of the game that's just finished, Juve Cremonese. Uh, do you want to tell us about that one? <laughs> yeah, I do. I tried everything I could not to watch it because I find Juventus so excruciating to watch these <laughs> days that uh, I'd kept it in the background, but I'd, I barely watched it. I mean, it, it, it didn't have any ingredients really to make for a great game anyway. Cremonese almost done and dusted. Juve, one eye on Europe. I mean, the only thing of note seemed to be that, um, surprise, surprise, Paul Pogba limped off injured it's, it's a shame I mean I don't I never like to see players is, yeah. players getting injured and I don't you know it just it's a crying shame that for whatever reason the Juventus have spent a lot of money on him and he just seems to stutter from one injury to another I know a lot of English football fans don't rate him um, but in Italy, at his peak with Juventus, he was outstanding. He was, I was always say, was like the, the 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 big boy playing against little kids kind of thing. He just he could boss a game. But you do have to worry that you know the career might be teetering towards a close because they can barely get two games in a row out of him. So that to me was the the biggest talking point out of that. As I say, other than. Both of us, I think, find Juventus a very difficult watch this season. Yeah, that, I think that's uh, very fair to say. So we will move quickly on. And given our focus as a podcast on the sort of smaller teams, there were there were some good results for the smaller teams. And I, I say that as a Venezia fan, so I mean no offence by, by, by that title. Um you know, Salernitana beat Atalanta, Spezia beat Milan, eh, Monza beat, okay, a reserve Napoli, but continuing Napoli's not great run in, in truth. But, um, you know, it, it, I suppose we're at that, that time of the season where bigger teams maybe don't have as much to play for or in Milan's case, they've maybe got their eye on, on other things and these little teams need these points and suddenly have managed to have managed to grab them. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Although, I mean, I think like Salernitana beating Atalanta, Atalanta still have plenty to play for. They still at least theoretically have, well, they did have sort of Champions League aspirations and, you know, they've still got European hopes. So, you know, that, that was a strong result. I mean, I think, as you see, Monza, Napoli, a bit Napoli have unplugged and their forms. But again, that shouldn't diminish Monza's 49 points now. You know, for a newly promoted yeah. side, that's um, pretty astonishing. And given the start they had to the season as well, it's it's even more astonishing. So, you know, hats off, hats off to them. Uh, you know, and so I, I think you do, as you say, you do tend to see... Italy is a home to this kind of result towards the end of the season when one team's motivated and another isn't. But again, you know, credit Spezia, that, that's going to be an interesting fight. I mean, I think Cremonese's fate might be done and dusted, but you've still got three or four teams, Verona, Spezia, Lecce, you know, you've still got three or four teams in there battling for it. And it will come down to who's got, you know, it used to always come down to 
who had the most games against teams with nothing left to play for. Yeah. But but that isn't always the case now. It is sometimes the case, I think. But at least we're seeing a sort of refreshing kind of attitude shift from some teams anyway, you know, and I've seen a few in Serie A and Serie B, which is usually the sort of the most Italian of divisions. Um, I've seen some results of late, over the last few seasons, which have given me hope to think that, you know, it's not always the, the foregone conclusion you might think it is when the, you know, when the mid-table side that's secured its safety rolls into town. That used to be a work guaranteed win, um, but but now not so much. So as is it, yeah, definitely credit to some of these smaller sides for um, giving a giving a bloody nose to their their bigger named rivals. Yeah, and and as you've said, looking at the bigger teams in those games, you know, I think Atalanta would be disappointed given what they could be going for. Napoli probably still a party hangover, um, but um, Milan just continuing what is a pretty bad run of form and get, coming off, obviously, that bad defeat in in Europe against Inter. Yeah, no, that that sets alarm bells ringing for me because if you think of it, I mean, that was it was sort of a Milan reserve team, but, I mean, the worry is that the reserves, um, uh, I mean, I've been in the process of writing something about this as well, that the depth of the squad just it did look bad midweek when you know when mm-hmm. when Inter were able to bring on, I think Brozovic came on, Lukaku came on, you know, really strong players, and then Milan are bringing on Divock Origi and you know whoever else. It's it, there is a big drop off, and it, what what's affected Milan this season as much as anything has been that those choices off the bench. If you don't have Leao, you don't have much, and what's coming off the bench is not really that impressive it's not scaring teams and that would that would worry me and also what would worry me was the ticking off that um Stefano Pioli and his team had to take from the Milan yeah. Ultras at the end of the game which you know this is a this is a typical Italian things when they you know they chant that sotto la curva you know come and see us sort of thing which is always a bit ominous it's usually followed by something about getting out some spherical objects that they feel the team hasn't displayed in recent games. Now, as I did see that Pioli said, "Oh, it was only to encourage the team at the end of it." You know, after following the discussions, because apparently they can, the sporting authorities can investigate this if it's thought to be kind of threats against the players yeah. or you know anything menacing. Uh, 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 from what I've seen, it was one capo ultra really. Sort of berating, well, not yeah, berating yeah. them, as allegedly encouraging them. But I mean, I don't know what encouragement does a footballer need to play a semi final of the Champions League against their city rivals that some bampot with a micro megaphone is going to make it even more. I, 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 yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm it, always slightly dubious about the, the it, benefits if you didn't, of these. If you things. didn't see it, that you can see it on. on uh, social media and stuff that the, the players all underneath as as you say the, the traveling fans the curva and uh, there is one it's a very sort of disciplined there is one guy speaking to them essentially and there's quite a good picture i think from from the fans point of view of purely looking particularly you know nonplussed by the, the whatever is being said to them uh, the players 
look in different states of of concentration as to what's being said to them. I mean, it is a particularly Italian thing. This this sort of thing. I, I don't think you would see it in in England or anything like that. But I suppose it's it shows the connection between the the fans and the 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 club. But we've spoken before about whether that connection is always you know whether such a strong influence over what's going on at the club is such a good thing. And as you say, I'm not convinced that a fan trying to give motivation or tactics to the players and the manager is is going to help Milan at this stage. No, I don't think so. And then they, they looked like, you know, like when the whole class is hauled up because one boy's been naughty or something. You know, it was like nobody's going home until you own up whose fault it is, who's, yeah. who's ruined the Milan team that we had last season. But the truth is, Milan have ruined the Milan team that they had last season. They've sold a few players. They've brought in a few that haven't done what they hoped. Uh, uh, to me, Pioli's overachieved by getting them to the semi-final of the Champions League. You, you can argue that the the league form should be better. You know, you can argue they've ridden their luck in Europe as well, I suppose. But I think, to me, that they did amazingly to win the title last year with a squad that I don't think was the strongest in Italy. And this yeah. year there were two or three sides that were stronger than them. But as I say, well, we'll find out during the week whether a good ticking off from the Capo Ultras is what was needed and it can turn things around. But I remain in the dubious camp on that front. And obviously across the city, Inter won in the league again, had that great result and performance against Milan in the in the first leg of the semi-final um, and ever since really we uh, said Inzaghi was useless and she'd lose the job uh, they've gone on this brilliant run and he could go in and win the Champions League We're, We seem to have quite a good track record of that actually of uh, of laying into people you know and I think it was you know, a couple of weeks ago as a joke I said Poyan Palo was rubbish and he scored four <laughs> goals as well so we're obviously quite powerful no, I mean it's only delivering what this squad should deliver, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, I mean, it, it is laudable. He's turned things around well. But, you know, if you look at the league table, it's still miserable, especially that defeats column. For yeah. a squad like Inter, it's laughable. And that they're behind Juventus, I think, is is highly debatable whether that's a great managerial performance. But they do seem to have turned a corner. He does seem to have found a formation. Up until um, this weekend, they were they were keeping it very tight at the back. Um, it was a very reserve side that they put out. What did have Andanovic in goals as well, you know. So um, to concede two goals to Sassuolo might worry them. But what you know, the Inter go into this game with the flip side of what I said about Milan. Really, that what's coming off the bench looks pretty devastating because remember Lukaku didn't start. During the week, they started with Jekyll, who looked amazing, yeah. and and Lautaro, who is always a good option, either if he starts or comes off the bench, just seems to come out with a great attitude as well. So, you know, they go into it and very... That doesn't mean, um, you know, a football cliche alert. It's a derby, so the form book goes out the window. It doesn't mean for certain that Inter are going to get through because... I think as well, if Milan could sneak a goal, then it, it might be a bit of squeaky bum time for, for Inzaghi. But, you know, all things, all indicators at the moment are that Inter are on the way up, Milan are on the way down, and, you know, that they should get through there. As I say, that there's no guarantees in football, and Pioli's shown that he can 
put you know a good performance together. Rafael Leal going to be the big factor, yeah. I suspect. If he can come back, then who knows? You know that could win a game. The unfortunate thing though is that they have to chase the game where he's a player that's particularly devastating when you're on the counter attack, but they won't have the luxury of doing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking at the the results of the other Italian teams in Europe, Juve I thought pretty poor, but managed to grab a draw, which could be you know uh, enough to get them through against Sevilla, um, and Roma scraped the win past Bayer Leverkusen, and Fiorentina unfortunately won nil up, but ended up losing at home to Bal. Yep, Fiorentina going to Fiorentina. Um, it was. It was a curious game um, because, I mean, Basel came to defend uh, and play on the counter and they were pretty good at it. There was one warning before Fiorentina went ahead, but then, um, as I'd been widely tipping to people, Artur Cabral, ex-Basel player, scored. And that should have been the catalyst for Fiorentina to push on. But I think you saw all their European inexperience there because they didn't know whether to stick or twist. They should have gone on. They should have. It's a team that needs to attack anyway. Mm. Um, isn't, they're no good at, at kind of killing off a game and, and they proved it. Um, so, you know, it, it was a it was a curious game because even at 1-0 you felt that the Swiss side were happy at 1-0 so they didn't change their game plan at all. Whereas Fiorentina, I think, did. I think they, they went out fairly hell for leather and they got the goal but they should have carried that on. They had the energy, they had the momentum but instead they just hesitated and I think it's a sign of immaturity in Europe really that this this squad of players I mean Fiorentina as a club has played in Europe a fair bit but you know in terms of recent times Basel have probably played more European football than than Fiorentina and it and it did show I don't think all hopes lost because I thought player for player Fiorentina have a superior squad. I see at the weekend, I think Basel lost 6-1 in their right, league, well. you know, so <laughs> they don't go into it great, but they, obviously all their eggs are in the, the Conference League basket, as in fairness, Fiorentina's are, you know, a, a relatively drab 2-0 win over Udinese today. But there was there was an error of kind of attitude. I always think that if you play football at 95%, it's not good enough. You need to play at 100%. These passes go astray. Things don't quite work out. And that's what went wrong for Fiorentina. And they got caught, you know, sucker punched. There is a problem, no doubt, up the middle of that defence. I think everybody in Italy and Europe has seen it. Um, Nikola Milenkovic was suspended. Lucas Martinez-Quarta, uh, I've said it before, he's a lovely footballer, but I don't know if he's a central defender. Might be, a, might be more a defensive midfielder just because he gets drawn in. I mean, the way he was beaten for one of Basel's goals was just embarrassing, really. The player swept past him and it was in the back of the net. As I say, too many stupid goals lost like that. But the the bad news for Fiorentina was, um, you know, similar to what I'm seeing about Milan's tactics, that Basel liked to counter-attack and it's set up now for them to counter-attack where, you know, if Fiorentina could have taken a lead I would have been interested. I'd be interested to see what the Swiss side can produce when they have to go and make the game. They might they might be great at it, but you know they looked like a team that was very happy if you came on to them and there's some pace um, and good breaking midfielders as well. So you know they they did look threatening on the break. Unfortunately for Fiorentina, that's the way the game's set up for on Thursday. The only thing I think is that there's no 
dubiety now about what Fiorentina have to do. They can't be caught. Yeah. They can't be caught in two minds, at least as they seem to be um, on Thursday night. Uh, they have to go for it. So you know, uh, uh, you know, within reason, obviously. But you know, they need a goal, so they're going to have to make the initiative, and at least that takes away and away some of the thinking. You know, because we've seen what can happen to Fiorentina when they're in a what looks like a comfortable position in Europe when they've had three and four goal leads and nearly blown them. So this time they've just got to go for it and they definitely have the players to do it. Whether they do or not, I don't know, but um, they've definitely got the players to turn that round. Uh, yeah, and, and another, if we move down the divisions, uh, another team that nearly threw away a, a bigger lead was was Venezia this weekend. 3-0 um, up against Perugia playing great football Uh gave away a silly goal and then gave away a stupid penalty and suddenly it was panic stations. And I, because it it's so close to the end of the season, that inevitably resulted in 10 minutes of absolute craziness, both on and off the pitch as players got in, players and managers got into fights. Perugia got a man sent off for pushing our assistant manager into the dugout uh, after our own manager, Vanoli had been sent off. Um, so yeah, it it was a bit chaotic, but in the end, a good result for us, bad result for Perugia because it puts them, uh, well, keeps them right in the in the relegation spots, and the best they can hope for is a play out spot now. And we have somehow jumped up to seventh place in the table on our own, um, and next week is going to be a huge huge week to determine who gets into those playoffs at the end of the season I mean you'll be hoping Marco that despite what I said earlier about the teams that have achieved what they need to achieve going for it you'll be hoping I presume that Parma don't go for it next week because they're already safe in a in a promotion place and that's who that's who you play isn't it well it's an interesting one though because I was looking at this if we finish 7th Parma will finish 6th I think if if we were to you know, if we were to beat them or whatever, then that would be the playoff. Ah, game. right, okay. So, so they can they decide their own that. opponent. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. No, that could be a danger, right enough. So, I mean, but there's still a lot of permutations possible there. I mean, as I say, there's three or four I know that are in it, but then there's, there's three or four teams still more, perhaps, that can still get into that. We have said farewell, though, to a couple of... Teams yes. at the bottom, I mean, Benevento and Spal, are they both yeah. both teams that dabbled with big name managers? Interestingly enough, yeah, Spal's president, of course, now representing Donald Trump in court, so maybe his mind was uh, taken off, <laughs> taken off the, I taken off the ball because of that. But um, yeah, no, it's it, obviously a shame for them, and from a Venezia point of view, it's a real shame that Spal are now relegated because Pisa play them and Pisa are one of the ones that are going for the playoffs. So you've got to think that that's three points for Pisa. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, there are two down. The play out situation is as close as the playoff situation. And it is mad. I was looking at it, you know, Cheetah Dedla are in danger of being in the play outs. They've got 42 points. We're in seventh place on 49 points. So, it does show how close the game is, how close the league is. And I think it would have been good if we hadn't... Our second half against Cosenza last week was annoying because if we had managed to win that game, then 
I would be pretty confident of the playoffs at this stage. But because there are so many permutations, it really could go anyway. And we're playing Parma, who, like us, are in pretty good form. So um, it'll be it'll be a tough game. But you know, I suppose we treat this as the first game of the playoffs, and you've just got to try and go and go and win it. I mean, and in fairness. You would have another football cliche alert. You would have bitten my hand off if I'd offered your place in the playoffs earlier in the season. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, this is this is unbelievable. And yeah, uh, there, there was a there was a little dig, at, I think, me by one of our listeners on Twitter about sort of supporting the team through. Should you support the team when they're doing badly, so that when they turn things around, um, you know, you can you can show that support. But I mean, I. As everyone that's listened to this, it's not been a lack of support that's been the issue. I think you can still criticise your club uh, even while supporting them. Yeah, I think so. You're not a, you're not an unquestioning. I mean, there are unquestioning support. That's a great thing. But I mean, I think everybody has, you know, especially when things are going badly, you, you want them to go well. I don't think that's not supporting your club. You just, you know, you can see things going wrong, and it it drives you it drives you daft. It's obviously easier. When the team's winning, it's easier to everybody finds that. But I, I, I said on Twitter as well, I don't think anybody goes in is supporting Venezia or Fiorentina for the <laughs> for the fun of it. No. You know what I mean? No. You're not going to you're not going to sit back and watch twenty wins in a row. It is going to be hard work and hard and hard graft. And this is the the reward now, I suppose, is that you know Venezia could extend their season. And for myself, Fiorentina could, you know, still potentially make it. We've got one cup final to look forward to. Could potentially have two, and it's those, it's those little seeds of hope, really, that keep you, that keep you going. Because it's not, it isn't very often that that that, that happens. So you got to, you've got to enjoy it. But it's um, Friday night, is it? The, the Serie yeah, B all showdown the Serie B is. Games are at half seven on Friday night. So yeah, it's a Friday night special. If it'll be some night like Ascoli and Regina are playing against each other they're both going for the playoffs which actually could help us I suppose if they could cancel each other out um, so yeah it's going to be it's going to be pretty tense and exciting and you know whether or not we make the playoffs I would love to make the playoffs but if we don't then the next priority has to be to try and keep hold of certain of our players most notably Poyan Palo up front because I think we have now you know, Vanoli's crafted or found his team, and it would be a shame to start breaking that up at this stage. Definitely, definitely. You know, the the form line is definitely better in the closing stages of the season than it was, and then it wouldn't be hard. But you know, that is that is the that is the case. So you would want to build on that, as you see. If it doesn't make playoffs this season, you'd have to be reasonably optimistic that it would do that it would do next season. So we've got all that to look forward to. So I mean, people be. Well, I mean, you have had a, a day and a bit to recover, a couple of days to recover the next time we speak from either the celebrations or the the pure frustrations of, of Friday night of Friday night football. So people have that to look forward to. I think that'll be a it'll be a fairly epic it, episode, whatever the outcome. 
And of course, if we do make the playoffs, that'll, extend, that'll probably extend the podcast. Yeah, as as we're in it. Yeah, well. yeah, that's right. So, so that might be a good or bad thing. Aye, people may, yeah, may or may not want. Yeah, dependent on your playoffs. dependent on your view. It raises the stakes, doesn't it? It raises yeah. the stakes for people either. You can say, "Ooh, excellent!" There'll be a couple more Rigori podcasts, or you can say, "Oh dear Lord, no! Let me <laughs> you get beat, so I don't have to listen to that pair wittering on again." You know, one way or the other, it adds to the interest of of a Friday night in Serie B but we have uh, we're done enough for this episode uh, if you have enjoyed it as ever please follow subscribe like it tell your friends all of those things that all helps uh, but otherwise we will be back next week hopefully to celebrate Venezia's entry into the playoffs and uh, Fiorentina is Fiorentina's game this week? Fiorentina's game is this week, so we'll know yeah, so whether they're in the Conference League. I thought you were going to say we we'll would be here to celebrate Venezia's entry into the Eurovision Song Contest. I thought, <laughs> I thought that he's kept that quiet. That's something to look forward to next next week as well. So, I mean, yeah, probably probably got a few that are better than some of the performers anyway. Uh, okay, well, see you then. Bye now.